Yes. Dear friends, are you interested to meet a person who knows everything about reputation? Reputation management, reputation of your brand, reputation of your company, and just reputation of your social, you know, uh, if your Instagram, Facebook, because nowadays all of us living there, that is Bernhard Bauhofer. I'm trying to pronounce his name as nice and as close as possible. He is speaking with us from Switzerland. Happy to see you, Bernhard. Olga, nice to see you. Be on your show. I'm um, I'm happy it's live. Well, that doesn't happen too often, so it's it's more exciting even. Thank you for the invitation. Wonderful. Thank you for coming, dear Berger. Tell tell me please. You are from uh, Switzerland, and originally you are from Germany. And you told me that you were running the biggest advertising company in Colombia. Uh, and tell me please. These changing cultures, Switzerland, Germany, and Colombia, which is completely different. How was that for you to adjust to a new culture from a very organized Switzerland, who I'm sorry if somebody will be hurt, but little bit chaotic Colombia? How did you manage to fit in from the business point of view and from your personal point of view? Well, first of all, this was, as you're saying, a huge move. Um, and I was honestly speaking, I was a bit naive. Um, I couldn't imagine how challenging it was. At the same time, it was an incredibly enriching time for me, experience. I was a global executive at this time at Young Rubicam Inc., at that time the largest advertising communication network in the world. And I've out of Switzerland, I was running at that time, um, when I started with the company, a UBS account, it domestically and globally. And uh, that was for four years. So I had an international exposure to different markets from Asia, the United States. But working out of Switzerland is a different story uh, than uh, being in a, um, an American Latin speaking market like Colombia. We had an initial agreement to say, let's, uh, I will have an expat status and I will move to some place in the world. I was at that time, I was. Uh, a bachelor, I was open to new challenges. And then uh, the HR professional came from New York and said, listen, there are three opportunities. One is New York, the second is San Francisco, and the third one would be Colombia. And said, New York is fine, maybe San Francisco, but no go for Colombia. And then they convinced me to go there. And uh, what is that? They convinced you for money, they convinced you for experience, they convinced you for challenges. How somebody who can choose to go to New York, to San Francisco, how can somebody choose Colombia if you are very organized from Switzerland, especially from uh, Germany background, which is known for its discipline? Well, the company said there are three options, but we would like you to go. <laughs> <laughs> you know that is. Uh, there are three options, but there is only one option. Then it's clear. And I was smart enough to understand that this is my first and last chance. If I reject that, there's another chance to, to make an international career. So I understood. I took the long-term perspective. And of course, from a financial point of view, but, but at that time wasn't too much important for me, but they gave me some very nice fringe benefits so i had a, uh, a very nice apartment had all amenities you can imagine had a driver and i would have had a bodyguard if i wanted that but i i didn't want this so i came there quite naive. bodyguard you mean that uh, colombia at that time it was that expensive uh, sorry that dangerous that you even need to have a bodyguard yes at that time even there was a time um, shortly after pablo escobar 
But Bogota was um, supposedly the most dangerous city in the world with 5,000 homicides a year, uh, just a city. Um, but then you, that sounds very, 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 very dangerous. But at the same time, Bogota is divided between the north, which is quite al almost European style and, and quite safe, uh, and the south, which is uh, very difficult, very dangerous. So I, I went to the northern part, which was, we had a great, great time where there were all restaurants. You can imagine we could go out at night. There was basically, and I was driving my car myself. So, um, it was a very nice experience, but at the same time, from a professional point of view, very challenging. As you mentioned, I was used to very strict processes, very ethical uh, business culture and working culture. Um, and then I, the chaos started, but that was due to um, the culture, the people, how they acted. And they were working for Tell, me, tell me, please, in, in, like how they're acting. All of us, we hear that uh, in Colombia, everybody dancing salsa, bachata. They're very active. They're very friendly. Uh, but uh, how are they acting in business? They're working very hard. They're basically 24 hours in the, in the office. Um, and but I would say they're not too effective. They're coming a bit late, but there's always an excuse. The traffic in that time, it was horrible. The traffic was always uh, responsible for them showing up late. But um, they have always a smile. We were drinking coffee at my birthday. The, um, they even hired a, um, a band to play for me. And we were dancing, we were drinking vodka in the office. And that was everybody was drunk. It was just totally different to, to Switzerland. <laughs> but you know, that was exactly the This is not part. possible in Switzerland or in Germany, I believe, no? Not that really. somebody uh, invite the band and you will drink vodka in the office for your birthday that is not possible in germany yeah but then you go out but not to that extremes i would say look and and i came from outside i was in let's put it like this i was quite known in as a, not as a star but I, I was leading big business i came and everybody was proud there's somebody coming from switzerland and they looked uh, up to switzerland to colombia um to make to follow up his career so they really were very nice but people told me and they, you didn't in the very end you didn't know exactly whom to trust because they told you listen don't be nice to this person because he he's not a good person and the other one said don't be nice to this person so you had to be part of the game part of the culture you had to liaise with the people you have to trust them at the same time you had to be careful and you didn't allow to lose respect from people towards you as as a superior so that was super interesting because while Switzerland was everything totally restricted and clear and, and, and legal processes, you had a boss and you had your team and they were doing what you wanted. It was a new experience, but it helped me a lot to, and at, my, at that time, the president of the company said, you have to smell. Yeah? Don't listen to what the people say. You have to smell what's going on. And I didn't at that time. I was, as I told you, uh, repeated the third time, I was naive. I was coming from Switzerland. I had in Switzerland, I would, uh, ran a, a team with 10 to 15 people. I, had a, I was in, in charge for um, big budgets. But to really, in those circumstances with different culture, different language, was challenging. I lost 10, 10 kilos. I was working day and night. <gasps> I lost 10 oh my kilos. God. And I wasn't, I wasn't fat, believe me. I just, I just didn't eat. I was so, it was so stressful at the same time. 
Uh, Bernard, you were uh, not eating and you lose 10 kilos because you were not sure how to lead this team. And as your boss said, you need not to listen to people, but to smell the situation. And you were not sure how to do it. That is the reason why you were losing weight. No, it was also very, uh, we were extremely competitive. Um, if you know the advertising industry, there was um, the big players that now... In the meantime, the landscape has changed with a lot of mergers and acquisitions and consolidation of the, of the industry. But at that time, it was McCann Erickson, Young and Rubicam, those were the large, J.J. Thompson, the large ones. And McCann Erickson had been the number one for a couple of decades. And all of a sudden, we came and we were so aggressive, we were so successful. We almost won every pitch. Uh, we had three offices in Colombia. So we had an office in Medellin and, and in Cali. So my job was to help them and support them and coach them and as a sparring partner, as a leading. So we, we grew extremely fast. But with this speed came a lot of, um, as in any company, you have to consolidate the business. You have to make sure the quality is fine. Growing is not the only thing, but you have to make and, uh, clients happy and keep them happy. And that was the biggest challenge. So... It was an, it, it was really, really interesting. It was interesting experiences, I can understand. Uh, Bernhard, uh, great that you survived that and great that you even <laughs> were very successful in that because yeah. not everybody can do it. But definitely it's a great experience and very interesting moment for your personal growth and the growth of the Absolutely. company. You are the guru of reputation management. Tell me, please, for people who are the owners of small businesses, who are mentors, coaches, writers, or the owners of the companies, uh, now it's a big question, how to become popular? You know, there is such a word in Russian language and in others, maybe it's called hype. When you create something and you become famous because you will say something like, who? Then people discuss it for two weeks and then they just forget about you. That's why some people, they post the photos where they're naked or, or something, you know, like Kim Kardashian thing that everybody talk about that. But then what do you think, to what level we can do that? We can post something that we will regret about in three weeks. To what level we should think about reputation? Or you think we can post, we can put whatever and we can you know, like discuss any topics like Taliban or injections or vaccination. What is reputation management? How to take care of your, of reputation nowadays? Well, just to, to go a bit back why I took this, this topic. Um, I realized in, in my international advertising career that image is you can buy an image, right? Um, you can um, invest a lot of money in image campaign. And I, I realized we didn't, uh, couldn't measure the, the success of the campaign. Uh, at the same time, when I started this business, I realized that there are a lot of important factors now emerging at the time of sustainability. Nobody, when I, when I started that in, in the end of the last millennium, nobody was talking about uh, sustainability and, and uh, so-called ESG criteria. At that time, I wrote the book and I realized that reputation is crucial to any sort of company independent from size, the large ones and on the SMEs, the smaller ones. And now coming back to the point, you have to be authentic and you have to manage the expectations of your stakeholders. Stakeholders are anyone who is in relationship with your company. Internally, it's staff and in the public list, the company is a shareholder. Externally, it's clients, it's media, uh, it's NGOs. So even the smaller companies you mentioned are embedded into this environment. They have to be very careful what you're doing. 
what they're doing. So just posting something or joining a, a discussion on a topic which is not related to your business doesn't make any sense. And you may even, you may be even say regret it in uh, some some days later. So social media, internet, don't forget. And anything you do, just to grasp attention and reach out for attention, is very very um, dangerous if it's not built on a on a strategy which at the same time is related to your business. So you have to be very careful. You have to have a strategy. You have to have a concept. You have to be very careful with what you are posting in social media. And if you're doing any, sorry for the word, bullshit, <clears throat> with no relevance to the business, you will certainly not uh, build up reputation. And what is the, the importance of reputation? Reputation is about predictability, about managing expectations. People have to know what you stand for. It's, it's, a, it's an enlarged concept of a brand, but it, it, it encompasses the whole corporate culture. It's not only the top management, but all employees working for it who are related to any stakeholders uh, in and outside the company. But you know, sometimes if you're a big company, let's say we have a big company in Kazakhstan, uh, it's, uh, we are selling cars and 1,900 people work for our company. And how can we be responsible what some of our employees is posting? Because anyway, people asking, where are you working for? Let's say somebody working for Mercedes. And then they post mm. something. Should you talk to all employees? You can talk about that, but you cannot talk about that. And even sometimes on the avatar of the employees, some people are posting almost naked, naked photos. Mm. Should be, there be anything that you should say, no, the image of our company is like that, and the photos should be like that, because it's not polite to our customers. You should make uh, your private phone like that, but your working number like that, and this is the rule. Also, almost like you're working in the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Will you recommend to do that or no? You already gave the answer, absolutely, and it's a must, because if you are, then you have an account, if, it's, if you're writing or posting on behalf of, your company, and then you definitely have to give a, um, a manual and do's and don'ts what you can do and clear instructions what people can post, what they should comment on that. Because each employee is a potential ambassador, but it's also a, a danger for the reputation of the company. If they don't behave in a sense for the purpose of the company, it's a big, big danger. And we see there many, many cases. Um, I give you an example here in Switzerland, which was a big problem for one of the largest um, retailers in Switzerland. I was interviewed to that, um, and some person was uh, commenting on behalf of a company account uh, about a crisis, and that went public. And this person wasn't supposed to comment on the on on the on the name on behalf of the company. So, but automatically the the company was was uh, was part of that problem which it had nothing to do with, but it was all over the media. So there, this is a company, an employee of that, that company, and, and now this is it's, it's really big danger. And of course, you have to train your people. You'd have to make absolutely clear, even if they post in their private accounts, they shouldn't be post any nude photos because people will understand they, of course, is a private account. At the same time, this girl is working um, as the assistant to the CEO, just a fictitious example. 
but this would affect the CEO and the company. But how you will, uh, Bernhard, how you will manage this topic when you are in Colombia? Okay, in Switzerland, people will listen to you. In Germany, people will listen to you. But if you're in other countries, which are not that, because you choose the most organized countries, Germany <laughs> and Switzerland, of course, it's easy for you to talk. But, but let's come, if we're in the countries like Colombia, for example, where people are more free, where in their culture they are more social when they are more warm for them it's normal how you will persuade them and did you did you manage to do it or no at that time when i was working in colombia there was no internet it was just the, the early beginning of the internet so there was no social media at all so that wasn't an issue but you're absolutely right um i give you an example how these people behave i was invited to a personal home of a global star out of colombia i don't take the name and everybody was said, you cannot take your photos with me. That was 20 years after. And I went to this private party, went to his private home, he's a friend, and they said, no photos are forbidden. All of a sudden, everybody took the smartphone and took photos. So they didn't obey the laws, they didn't follow the restrictions. You're totally right. So this is, you cannot control it, but you can put sanctions if somebody just don't follow the orders or just go too far and, um, maybe just um, post a naked photo and, and, and um, then you have to yeah, say, listen, you can do it once, but do it a second time. Um, that can be a problem. You might be even fired a third time. But the point is you have to control it. You have to um, supervise it. You have to follow that. And you are some sort of a police. So somebody in the, in the company has to do that. But as I said before, it's, it's very important that people understand the importance of so-called manuals and do's and don'ts because they don't do themselves a favor if they post something stupid or in a situation where they said, oh, I shouldn't have done that uh, a day after, you know? Because if you're drunk, if you had a good time, and then think about twice and think you will really post it. So I don't know if I have the same feeling. I'm, I said, okay. What the hell did I think when I did this? <laughs> you know, not very serious, but that was quite stupid. And I think people have to be sensitized on the importance and the impact of social media on their personal behavior, on their personal reputation, and in a second step on the reputation of the company they're working with. Uh, Bernhard, tell me please, uh, you are a guru of reputation. Okay, you told us what is bad for reputation. You shouldn't be involved in some talks that you are not uh, sure of or that can make a scandal. Don't put the photos that you might regret tomorrow and think why I did that, now I'm ashamed, I feel I made mistake, I look ugly, but already you deleted it, but everybody shared that so it's already hundred thousand people might see i think it's not only bad for the company it's even bad for yourself because then you will not feel sure of yourself and it's kind of not nice what is good for reputation this is bad for reputation but what is it good is for reputation? reputation yes look we we look at reputation management we developed our own 360 degrees reputation management program which encompasses all so-called reputation drivers, which is um, corporate social responsibility, it's sustainability, it's communication, it's innovation, uh, corporate citizenship, all very relevant factors which are constituting a, a long-term a a corporate reputation. And we look at these factors always in relationship with um, the stakeholders. So a company has to 
understand what are the expectations um, of a stakeholder towards the company, and they could be very, very different. So an employee wants to be treated fairly, a bit uh, respectfully, and they want to have a career path, and they they want to believe in the purpose of the company, while a customer wants good quality, and they want to know in these days that the company is producing with respect to the externalities of the production of the value chain. So they really are looking into the, um, uh, in the sustainable business environmental issues. While the media wants- So you mean that the customers nowadays also changed? They are not only want to buy something, oh. but they think that this should be ecologically good. It's good for the planet. It's Absolutely. good for, because you know, our audience, they are the owners of small businesses. They don't know this corporate world. They don't care then they have, 15 yeah. people working for them. So they don't understand what are these big, huge companies like Hewlett Parker or McDonald's or Starbucks. They think about how to survive. They now don't think, oh, social responsibility, just they think how to survive in social time. But I think even the companies are small, reputation is there. Even if you're building your brand, reputation is there. Because at the end of the days, I noticed that kids nowadays, you know, in Dubai, we have a shop uh, body body shop and they said i talked to teenagers they said we want to buy from body mm -hmm. shop because this company is taking care about ecology they are using recyclable things and i was shocked they said no we won't because we want to protect ecology when they buy this product they think they are taking part in the movement to protect the ecology that's why they're buying these soaps shower gel and everything so that means that customers feel yeah. And Body Shop is a, a company which is at least 30 years old. You see, that's the point. They built up their reputation for being environmentally conscious over decades. So this shows exactly the point. It takes a long time to gain this reputation. Huh? But at some point in time, even if you're a small company, to act on behalf of that strategy, um, and, and the point is, we have a lot of small, medium-sized companies. We are the only large ones. We are working with uh, private-owned um, companies. And you know, the owner or the founder, you don't need to tell them what reputation is because he does it intrinsically, because he has always a long-term perspective which goes beyond his generation. He's looking to the family. If he's not work, working sustainably, if he's not looking for the long-term effects of his uh, supply chain is production um he will eventually be extinguished from the landscape so so he will bankrupt let's see it in a very easy words this company will bankrupt because they're not thinking what will happen next and even companies like starbucks and mcdonald's they are changing they're now saying, guys, this is ecologically clean or this food, we are not killing animals and we are not. So every company now is trying to say that. But do you think they're really doing it or it's only the declarations? That's a very good point. And, you know, um, the power lies with the financial services company, the big investment companies like BlackRock, because they're going into this and analyzing what the the, um, the company is doing, if it's really following the- BlackRock, this is the, the fund, yeah? Investment yes, fund, big, which is one of the best of, investments fund. Yeah. the biggest one. They have an enormous power. And uh, the United Nations and the EU, for example, here in Europe, 
are pushing tremendously that the so-called ESG criteria, which are related to the sustainable development goals of the UN, will be implemented. So you don't or, or Apple was if they can follow those sustainable rules and in Nigeria, they will be eventually um, deleted from the investment list. So that's the power life with big, big investments. But what I'm telling my clients, take, your, take it in your hand, try to even exceed um, the criteria for sustainable investment, try to look at the whole value chain. If you look, if you're working with suppliers in, in, in emerging markets like India or China, be sure that they don't have child labor, that they're really not polluting the environment, to an extent to what is possible. Of course, you cannot control every little thing. Just the and look impact of your value chain, of your value creation, you will understand that if something happens somewhere in another part of the world, but they are working for you, it might effectively harm your reputation. There are many, many cases where that was the case. So. Bernhard, yes. I want to tell you that, that what you mentioned, it's very, very important. Uh, that means that all of us connected. And to summarize what we were saying here for people who just joined uh, because we are finishing our talk right now, I want to say that uh, to analyze all your talk that uh, and your speech for today, we need to think about our reputation, not only that uh, we think for the planet or for something else but number one it's very important because we have to live here and to breathe this air and to drink this water and to leave it for our kids and if we are good human that is the most important thing because not everything is the money it's also the ecology and the you know the friendship and all other things but also if we want our company not to bankrupt in the next few years or decades we need to think about to be liked by people so when they buy our products they will think they are participating in some bigger things and the companies who will forget about that they have no chance to survive that's where reputation is very important and what you're doing is uh, one of the main things you should think one is how you should get profit because business of course is made for profit but I think the second important thing is reputation. So they should go like black and white, like like in and young. Am I correct? I would hire you instantly. Huh? Yes, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready to what join you. Hidden Hero is with yeah. you, and we are happy to work together. Thank you so much for your information, for Thank your you. knowledge, oh, yeah, and please continue nice. what you are doing. That is very important for the world. Merci Thank beaucoup. So much, Merci beaucoup. Au revoir. Au revoir.